today I am speaking with Jeremy Burrows. Many of you will already know who Jeremy is. He is the host of the top-rated podcast, The Leader Assistant Podcast, and also an executive assistant to the founder of an AI software company called Capacity. Jeremy started blogging when he was between jobs, realizing his lack of network had contributed to his burnout. Since then, he has gone from strength to strength, blogging, coaching, traveling the world, speaking to assistants, the podcast, and now a book out on June the 23rd. Jeremy has so much to impart and share, and I felt so lucky that he's a guest on Assistance Together. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you on my little podcast, given the reach and gravitas that the Leader Assistant podcast has and the success that you've had bringing together this community on podcasts, which is really exciting. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Henrietta. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I love um, all resources for assistance and yeah, just excited to participate. No, it's fantastic. And I hadn't, um, until I sort of started the podcast, I hadn't realized how friendly and open to collaboration people in this industry, I think, are. It seems to be really unique, a unique space. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, lots of great, great people trying to help each other and assistants um, know how to help and support each other and for the most part are very um yeah very open to collaborating yeah i know it really you can really tell and especially as you know not being an assistant but from a recruiter perspective that the community has been so welcoming i've been really grateful for and how's life with you now during this lockdown in our kind of quarantine how how are you doing well, I'm uh, doing as, uh, as well as I can. Um, I've got two boys, ages six and eight, and they are running around. Um, tr- you know, I'm trying to keep them from killing each other and um, breaking things, um, but mostly they're, they're well-behaved and uh, fun to, it's been fun to spend more time with them, uh, have more meals with them and just kind of enjoy them more as especially at this young age um so yeah we're we're hanging in there um still still employed thankfully and um still have um my health and my family's health so very thankful yeah i mean that's that that i think i've learned a lot about myself in terms of being so grateful for those those kind of basic things in my life that an appreciative in a different way um, and looking for the kind of bright side of it all as much as I can do. We'll have bad days, obviously, but those kind of things we have to be very appreciative of, don't we, at this point? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And how's work for you during this pandemic? Because you have, um, you know, you have a big role, don't you, um, in your current role, and it, it must be enormous to kind of keep that moving and What's the transition been like for you as an assistant to to work from home? Yeah, well, personally, I love I love working from home. I'm an introvert. I like kind of, you know, 
wearing sweatpants all day. Um, Me too. <laughs> just uh, get being able to focus, less distractions from people walking by my desk. Um, it's been, you know, it's been a challenge. We're a startup, a software startup company um, called Capacity, and we are we've actually done well during the during the break as far as assigned a few clients, but we're still we're also trying to raise um, capital. So it's kind of a challenging time to raise capital when the world's kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're working hard, um, trying to fight through this this kind of global uh, pandemic and economic situation and come out stronger on the other end, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And your work, I really wanted to find out where you started in terms of your, your podcast and I've seen you online going, you know, around the world. And I know that you have a a book coming out and you're coaching. How did that evolve from, from you you know, in the roles that you've been working in, how did you decide to take that step? What was that kind of impetus for you? Yeah, great question. Um, I was an executive assistant for about eight or nine years. And uh, my last, my previous executive got fired and kind of left me trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. So Mm -hmm. I, as kind of hindsight, looking back, I realized that I was burned out. I was, I didn't have a network. I kind of had all my eggs in one basket. And so I decided that I wanted to help other executives and other assistants kind of avoid making the same mistakes. And so I just started blogging and started reaching out to executives, trying to help them really empower their assistants and um, utilize their assistants in a way that would uh, help them be more successful, get more time and more energy. Um, but then ultimately, as I started writing towards, you know, directly to the executives, uh, assistants started reaching out and assistants started signing up for my email list and reading my blog. And um, they were really latching on to the what I was saying. And um, I guess they I've, I heard several say, oh, it's a unique perspective because you're writing to my to my boss. Mm. Um, and so I just kind of kept doing that and trying to reach out and network as many with as many assistants as I could. And yeah, it's, it's been kind of fun to do that um, on the side while I've uh, got my new uh, EA day job that I've had for now, I guess, three and a half years. Um, But just being able to occasionally go speak and travel and um, just help assistants has just been, um, but really a dream come true in that set in that period where I was in between roles, when I thought I want to help as many assistants as possible, I never thought it would be, you know, a podcast with thousands of listeners and um, a book now coming out. Um, So I kind of just over time developed all this content and resources and got feedback from EAs all over the world and tried to fine tune it. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to keep going. I enjoy doing podcasting um, with the Leader Assistant Podcast, and I, I enjoyed those a lot of work. I enjoyed writing the book um, and putting that together, and I'm hopeful that it uh, helps um, thousands of assistants all over the world. I think assistants seem so kind of thirsty for this kind of 
collaboration and information. It seems to have really sprung up in the last couple of years, so much more than I've seen over the last 10 years recruiting assistants, that there's this need for sharing and collaboration like never before. But the leader assistant, the book that you have coming out is The Four Pillars of Confidence, that right? Game-changing assistant. Tell me about it and how you got to that point, because it's just a, such an incredible, such an incredible accomplishment to have written a book. And so, so many people dream of being able to do it, but it's coming out in June. Is that right? Yeah, so it comes out June 23rd, which is uh, two days after my birthday, um, also two days after the first day of summer, for those keeping track. Um, yep. And I... Basically, I had written a bunch of blogs uh, over the years and I and um, since I started my blog and I thought, well, a lot of this content I could kind of put into um, a book at some someday. But I was like, yeah, that's not it's not enough for a full book. And so I just kind of kept it in the back of my mind and I kept anytime I'd have ideas, I'd write them down. And then eventually, I think last year, um, I finally started thinking, all right, what would the outline be? What, 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 what would be kind of the structure of a book if I were to write it? And, you know, like I said, I already had probably 60,000 words written already, just kind of scattered everywhere. Um, but I just decided to figure out if I could come up with an outline that I liked. And then um, if, I, if I could nail that down, then I could take what I've written already and I could write new stuff and I could rewrite it and, and shape it all. So once I figured that out, I felt like I was off to the races. I felt like I could finally, you know, see an end in sight. And so I just did a little bit of writing almost every day. Um, and I would do chunks and on the weekends and evenings and, you know, I redid the outline like five times, <laughs> um, redid, uh, rewrote, almost all the chapters probably several different times I'm so sure. <laughs> had, had you know I had my had a couple of EAs help me out with some great feedback on certain certain parts and um, my wife was a huge part of it she helped me kind of write in a in a more gracious tone at times <laughs> and uh, yeah so it was that's kind of how the how it how it formed that's such an accomplishment it, it must have felt it must just feel incredible to have achieved that I know you said you had this kind of initial starting point but like you said to bring it together to piece it all together and have to rework all that content to make it into this you know incredible unit of work that that's that reads from start to finish is is such a big process isn't it it must have been a huge undertaking yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the hardest, probably the hardest, well, the two hardest parts were putting things in in an, in an order and kind of in a collection that made sense, you know, chapter to chapter. And then, you know, that was that was one of the hardest parts. And then the other hardest part was um, what I, I don't remember who said this, but there's a writer that says you kind of have to. Um, get used to a little little uh, interesting way to say it but basically killing your own babies yeah <laughs> and so it's this idea that there's these things that you think are just amazing and that are really good and whatever but the reality is a lot of them are 
not helpful sure. in the context. And so you just have to cut them. And so just going back through and cutting and cutting and cutting. And I think, uh, I think Rick Warren, who wrote one of the, I think the number one selling book of all time, other than the Bible, um, purpose driven life. Mm-hmm. He said that he, when he was editing his book, he basically tried to cut every sentence in half. Wow. And so that was kind of the, I had that at the back of my head too. Like if I could just make this clear and concise and actually helpful, um, do the best I can to do that, then it'll, it'll be, it'll be helpful for assistance. Absolutely. I'm sure. And I think people can read the first three chapters of the book for free. Is that right? Where could they find that if they're interested in seeing that before the 23rd of June when it comes out? Yeah. So um, if you just go to leaderassistantbook.com, you can hit download three chapters and you'll get the first three chapters, kind of an advanced PDF version um, for free. And then, yeah, it comes out June 23rd. But yeah, leaderassistantbook.com. That's so exciting. And I, I was, you know, I really wanted to ask you, given that you've created this kind of community and you have spoken to some of the most incredible assistants across the world whose experiences and I really appreciate a lot of their candor and honesty about their careers and their development. How have you, how has that impacted you as an assistant? Because it's one thing for me to interview assistants and I can tell you I have learned so much from doing this podcast it's been a real eye-opener and I'm very grateful for people talking to me but it doesn't relate to my my day job in the same way um, as speaking as an assistant to other assistants excuse me how do you think that's shaped how you work and how you view your role yeah that's a great question I think that it's been really fun to essentially learn something from every single guest that I have on the show sure, yeah. that I, that I can, uh, I can apply to my job. Um, cause I'm, I am a full-time EA as yeah. well. And so, um, it's, it makes it more, keeps, keeps things more interesting for me because it's very uh, relevant to my role. And then it also keeps me on my toes as far as, Oh, I need to be doing that with my executive. <laughs> sure. and I, I need to try that with, with my team. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. I'm sure it has, but the access to their experience, you really can feel it. I listened to a few more episodes today and I was just really struck by their candor about their careers and their development and their experiences. It's just, it's really eye-opening. It must have shaped a lot of how you do things. It's just such good food for thought, isn't it? When you hear other yeah. people's experience. Yeah, I think that everyone has a story to share and everyone has unique vantage points on things. Even if we might talk about similar topics over and over, it's everyone's different and everyone has a, their own um, experience with it. And um, yeah, we can we can learn. Absolutely, because also, you know, I think from assistance perspectives, work across so many different industries and so many different working styles and so many different expectations although there's an enormous area of similarity they're also so unique aren't they each role brings so many different challenges that there must be so many different people to continue to speak with to gauge more about their life and their profession it's very exciting yeah it doesn't you know there's you could have the same title, the same number of years of experience, but work in a totally different industry or with a totally different executive. And so 
there's there are a lot of variables that um, we can kind of cross pollinate um, with our knowledge into other industries into other you know experienced assistance levels and um, different titles and and whatnot so yeah definitely definitely an opportunity to to learn from all sides and what kind of challenges are you hearing from your community about their work and and what they're facing during this pandemic in terms of the business and supporting perhaps from the distance for the first time what kind of things are you are you hearing from from your community uh, I'd say the top two are uh, anxiety about their role and either they've lost their job or they're worried about losing their job. Um, and then the second thing would be kind of this, I'm not in the office anymore. I'm not, I'm not walking, you know, the executives aren't physically near me as much, obviously, because we're working from home. Yeah. And what that does is it makes me feel like, you know, I'm out of the loop or it makes me feel like I'm not as important or, how do I stay involved and, and, and stay strategic when I'm kind of literally distanced from my executives? So those are kind of the, the two top uh, struggles, I think, that I've heard from EAs at this, uh, during this pandemic. And I think being removed and well, I'm assuming as an assistant, you take so many cues from your team and your executive when you're in the office that transferring that to a remote setting can be really challenging have you, how have you found that experience or has that been one of the sort of lesser difficult aspects of this transition for you personally, do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it all comes down to communication. And so if you used to have, when you're in the office, if you had verbal or nonverbal communication and you could just kind of look over and give them that look mm -hmm. or whatever, like, you, you don't have that now. So you have to either do more video calls so that you can see the nonverbals or you can do, um, you know, make sure you're more, your written communication is, is extra clear yeah. um, and thought out. So you just have to compensate for those, those deficiencies um, in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And if I know anything about assistants, they're quick to adapt and find new ways of doing things. I've been, just really so incredibly um, impressed by how far so many assistants have moved businesses to fully remote working with no warning and no expectation that that would be their job. But being able to pull that off has been no mean feat, I think. Yeah, I mean, we were always uh, kind of one of the, the questions I asked my guests are what, what do you love about the assistant role? And most of them almost probably 95% or more of them say they love that there's never a dull moment. They, they love that it's always changing and that they have to be on their toes. And I think this challenge um, was just kind of the EA role is perfect to step up and say, all right, let's do yeah. this. Let's figure out how to make a company of 500 people or 5,000 people be able to work from home. That's just amazing, isn't it? It's a huge congratulations yeah. to everyone that's achieved it. Yeah. And I am, um, you know, and you mentioned earlier, you spoke about the burnout that you experienced. And that's something I hear a lot from assistants. And I wondered if you felt, my instinct is, is that 
there are a huge amount of factors to somebody burning out, whether it's just, you know, from a work perspective or just a life emotional perspective. I wonder the things that I've heard from assistants is the lack of community or support within a business. And I wonder what your thoughts were, given that that was how you, when you spoke earlier about creating this um, podcast and community around the the experience that you had is that do you think that contributed to it uh the burnout part yes, you mean? sorry yeah 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 i think that uh it definitely did I, I i woke up and realized oh i don't have i only know maybe one or two other assistants yeah personally and i've been an assistant for you know eight plus years and i i don't know any other assistants that's kind of embarrassing um, and so no wonder I burned out because I didn't have other assistants to kind of say, Hey, you get, you're, you know, you're going a little crazy or here's how I've, I've, you know, prevented myself from burning out and, and here's what I do to try to resist it. And so, yeah, that was really one of the biggest, uh, drivers to, um, kind of launching my blog and, and my side business was just basically, Hey, I need to, I need to network with other yays and learn from them. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what I did. And that's why I started the Slack community, why I started the Facebook or the podcast Facebook group, um, just trying to connect other EAs and let them support each other um, and, and really support me too. Yeah, absolutely. That's the beauty of the community element there, isn't it? And at that point, yeah. you then went into a role at Capacity, didn't you? And I, so I've read... I've read some of the blog posts that you've written, and I know that Capacity is AI-powered AI support automation platform. Is that right? Just to make sure I've got yes. it correct. And one thing that I found really interesting about the post that you've done on LinkedIn, and I know you've been very communicative about this topic, which is about how assistance roles will change and move forward. And mm -hmm. there's been a, a lot of talk, I think, um, online about this and just kind of general musings about how this might work in terms of how we move forward now how do you feel that um, assistance roles will will change potentially because of the pandemic do you think that things will change for them faster um, in terms of using automation and we've all been kind of forced out of our comfort zone to use various pieces of technology more and communicate with our family in a different way do you think that will speed up um change within the assistant community yeah i think that it'll it's it's going to force us to and, and really it's forcing um organizations and, and corporate corporations as well yeah it's for, forcing them to embrace ai a little bit sooner yeah absolutely <laughs> um, because they literally can't afford not to. Yeah. And so I think for EAs, it's same, same boat. Like you're, you're going to, you're going to be automated at some point um, or part of your job is going to be automated at some point. So like my CEO always says, uh, automate before you're automated. Yeah. Excellent. Very and good. I think that if all, all the EAs that can take advantage of this time to automate processes and systems at their company, while they're working from home and maybe they have a little bit of extra time, the assistants that can do that can then go back and say, Hey, look, what, look how much money I saved the, the company or look how much time I saved you, which time equals money. And so 
um, the assistants that can really do that are the ones that are going to keep their jobs. The assistants that are going to bring in clients and revenue and investors and because of their network on LinkedIn, like those are the systems that are going to be even more valuable uh, in the new um, kind of post-COVID future of work. That's fascinating. I wonder, where do you think somebody, if they haven't done something like that before, you talk about automating processes and things, what kind of things do you think someone could start with if they haven't had any exposure to making changes in, in their office before? Yeah, I think the first step is to audit the processes that you currently do day in and day out and figure out what it is that, what are the tasks and the processes that you and your team go through Mm -hmm. um, that are repetitive and um, and then manual. And so if they're manual repetitive processes, there's likely, the odds are there are some simple tools out there to automate even one or two steps of those processes. Right, yeah. So, you know, Zapier is a good one. Z-A-P-I-E-R uh, is a good tool. That's a simple workflow automation tool where you can automate steps of a process using using that tool instead of manually doing it yourself or having your executives try to manually track something. Um, just, you know, there are lots of automation or, or options in, you know, Office 365 or Google Suite. Um, even a simple thing like, Saving a template in your Gmail, if you have if you use Google Suite email, um, saving a templated response so that, you know, when you reply to people to schedule a meeting for executive, you're not typing out the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think start small, baby steps and uh, go from there. They do make a huge amount of difference, though, putting those small things in place, don't they? And allow people to feel more confident in using it. I know. Not so many people have found this transition. I think partially because it was such a big shock. You know, if you're expecting things to change and you know, then you're ready to take those steps. But all of us being in this situation together has put a new spin on it, hasn't it? Where we're all trying to cope with the challenges of this pandemic and communication and business processes in a different way. How do you think assistants have kind of how do you think they've stepped up to, maybe that's the wrong term because I know assistants step up to do things all the time, but how do you think that they have responded to the prospect of going back to work in terms of going back to the office? Is that something you're starting to talk about now? Yeah, so we are actually doing a session this weekend on returning to work. Yeah. And I think that EAs, a lot of EAs are leading out the charge or d- at least doing the research for what their company's policies should be when they go back to the office. Um, so yeah, they're, you know, it's, it's just kind of the age old um, process where something crazy happens and the executives look to their EAs to yeah. help them figure it absolutely, out. Absolutely. They do. <laughs> they do. Cause they know they're going to figure it out for them. There's a lot of trust there in that respect. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Now, if anybody, and I think everybody knows where they probably will be able to find you, but where's the best place do you think to find you? Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, really appreciate you you having me on the show. Um, you guys can look me up at leaderassistant.com. 
and you know you can click on podcast you can click on book you can um, click on courses or training um, but yeah leaderassistant.com and again if you do want to download the first three chapters of the book uh, leaderassistantbook.com that is great thank you so much for joining me it's been such a pleasure thanks jeremy awesome thanks so much and we'll talk soon definitely take care have a good evening i felt so lucky to speak to jeremy today he has achieved so much in a very short space of time and i hope if you are interested please do go and download the first three chapters of his book which you can find at leaderassistant.com I know that Jeremy is going to go from strength to strength in the next few years and I am very grateful that he was a guest today.